Hi guys, welcome to 10 Minute A Push with Mr. Weisler, and today I'm going to be talking about Columbus. Specifically, I'm going to talk about Columbus's discovery of the New World, and it always drives me crazy whenever people say that he discovered the New World, because you can't discover a place where people have been living. It's not like people were wandering all around uh, North and South America, completely lost, not knowing what the heck is going on, until the Europeans arrived. It's so Eurocentric, and just so really degrading towards indigenous people, but that's just the term that's been used mostly in history, history textbooks that is, uh, since the 1700s. Now, there are lots of myths about Columbus. I mean, first of all is the myth that he was Spanish. Well, he was working for the Spanish, but he's actually from the northern Italian city of Genoa. Uh, the second is that Columbus was some sort of revolutionary banker who thought the world was round. By this time period, most educated Europeans thought the world was round. Now, Columbus also uh, was not trying to discover a new continent. He was trying to discover a way to get to, uh, to the uh, Spice Islands and to India quicker to avoid having to take the long route uh, along the coast of Africa or going through Muslim-controlled lands of the Ottoman Empire through the Middle East. Now, Columbus, uh, really, he, he thought that the world was a lot smaller than what it is. And so he thought that would be an easy task to do. He also didn't really plan on running into uh, an entire another uh, continent on his way over there. So when Columbus set sail, it's actually a really pivotal time period in Spain. It's the 1490s, and the Spanish are actually completing the Reconquista, the Reconquest of Spain from the Moors, the Muslims who invaded during the Dark Ages. So they're driving them out. Spain is starting to unify as a country, no longer being uh, a collection of different countries. It's kind of unified through the marriage of Ferdinand and Isabella. And Spain is set to become a powerhouse. And what they need, though, is to really get their economy going more. So Columbus is sent out on this voyage of discovery, to discover this alternate route. Now, Columbus is not really a good guy when he gets to uh, the New World. He Early interactions are, are fine, he's peaceful with the people he encounters on Hispaniola. But where we really see problems begin to occur is when um, he is going to leave go back to Spain after his first voyage. And it's during this time period that uh, he orders a settlement to be built, but then he also uh, kidnaps a number of the indigenous people. Uh, estimates range between 10 to 25 to take back to Spain with him alive. Uh, only seven or eight of them actually arrive in Spain or alive. The rest die uh, on the voyage. So um, when he arrives back, he brings these stories of, uh, you know, this place, these people, and also kind of drops in that, hey, you know, we can probably take this place over pretty easily. His second voyage leaves Spain in 1493, and it's a lot bigger than his first trip. There are 17 ships, 1,200 men, and supplies to establish permanent colonies in the New World. There are priests, farmers, and soldiers who be the first colonists. This is not just a, uh, a 
colonies of exploration or exploitation, as some historians say, but also settlement and the converting of natives to Christianity. So Columbus will make uh, a total of four voyages over there, and his time in charge is really, it's not, it's not without controversy. There are uh, concerns that he acts as a tyrant during his time there, and that he not only is cruel in how he treats the natives, but how he treats some of the Spanish colonists. Um, eventually, uh, Columbus will be removed from, uh, from that position and will return back to Spain. But during that time period, he would order his men to have the villagers search for food, the villagers being the Indian villagers, search for uh, food supplies for the Spanish when they didn't have enough to eat, but also began searching for gold. Uh, conditions were really brutal there, and in some cases, mothers uh, would actually force abortions so as not to bring children to this horrible living conditions. Now, the indigenous populations of Hispaniola are practically wiped out. And by practically, let me correct myself, they are totally wiped out within 100, 100 to 100 years of Columbus being there. So there are no indigenous natives or their descendants left on Hispaniola today. And this happens through uh, malnourishment, it happens through warfare, but mostly it happens from disease. One big unintended consequence of the Columbian Exchange was the uh, spread of disease from Europe. So the spread of uh, things such as uh, smallpox, which became one of the really big killers of Native Americans. So let's fast forward a little bit today and let's talk about Columbus Day. Uh, Columbus Day is... Uh, it's, ah, it's, it's, it's Eurocentric again. It's a celebration of the European arriving in the New World and, quote, discovering it. And really, we see it emerge as a holiday in the early 1900s. And it starts by lobbying of uh, Italian groups who are pushing for this to become a holiday at the local level and state level to commemorate that. But there's also earlier accounts of celebrations of Columbus going back to the American Revolution in the 1800s as well. But as a legal holiday, it first takes place in Colorado and then uh, a couple other states. And by 1937, it is declared a national holiday after a lobbying of the Catholic uh, Knights of uh, Columbus, uh, social and religious organization of the Catholic Church that seeks to do charity work and things like that, but also to honor the memory of Columbus bringing uh, Catholicism to the New World. So that's when it becomes a holiday, and it's really just people kind of gloss over, and the, the stories of Columbus, it's Columbus that's portrayed in elementary schools, is really one that doesn't really fit with what he did in terms of being kind of a brutal person when he arrived in the New World and how he treated the natives. And uh, But he's been kind of given a pass, and there's a lot of like uh, Columbus celebrations and things like that. So uh, really, Columbus is a complicated figure for me because I, I think he's not really necessarily the, the best person, but also without Columbus, we wouldn't have the establishment of the United States. And it's one of those things where I think it's important for us to 
talk about these figures from history and what they've done, even if they've been bad people, would also recognize that without Columbus, our lives would be our lives would be radically different. Well, just want to say thank you very much for joining us for the first episode of Ten Minute A Push. We hope you have a wonderful day, and we will see you soon in class.